Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. At uh, Bruce Metcalf tweets, would rather Stephen Harper be meeting Trump on Monday instead of Manboy. I don't know why you think that you can, you know, I love it when you guys call and we got a little challenge going now and then, but it's it's always amazing to me that that you think you're going to get a rise out of me if you call me a conservative. I'm the first to admit it. I mean, I try, I try, to, I try to get that point across every time I turn on the microphone. Oh, there's that dog again. I'm sorry. <sighs> Forgive me. Jeez. Woof, 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 woof. a trainer, too, so. Huh? Jeez. You might as well bring the dog in and put it on the air, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, rough, rough, rough to you, too. Catherine Swift's rescue, and we're so proud of you for getting the rescue dog. Oh, I've had, I've had so many. I've, the only animals I've ever had in my life have been rescues. And this one, I must say, <laughs> she's a bigger <laughs> challenge than anyone to date. Anyway. So it turns, out, turns out, it turns out the animal rescues us, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that, too. <laughs> and, there's the, and, and, and the other partner in broadcast crime, uh, I mean that very loosely. Please don't send me emails. As, uh, is Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson on uh, Twitter, former liberal member of parliament for Scarborough Southwest and former seatmate to the Prime Minister of Canada, who on Monday will be meeting with the President of the United States. We had some interesting phone calls on that in the last half hour. Hi, Michelle. Good afternoon, Roy. How are things in California? A little cool today. Oh, I come think, on. Uh, <laughs> Cool for California, for <laughs> California. But. So we understand that you and uh, the truant Linda Leatherdale got together for a little socializing in California. On Monday evening, absolutely. She was in town, and we'd only met face-to-face once before. Right. And it was when we got the Jubilee Award. And... So we had a real hoot. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, and and you and I have never met face to face. No, but we're going to remedy that this when I get back. I understand that's to be the case that we will all get together for lunch. Hey, beauties, uh, Michelle and Catherine. So we have the we've got a few things to talk about today. And why don't we just pick up where we left off before the half hour break? And that is the visit to Washington by Prime Minister Trudeau to meet with President Trump. The last time the Prime Minister was in Washington, he met with the uh, Center for American Progress think tank that has awful things to say about the oil sands, which we know need to be phased out. Um, what What do you expect? What's the best case? I'll, I'll ask you to just hold your thoughts in advance, Michelle. What's the best and worst case scenario that comes out of these things? Catherine, what, what is like, how important is a face-to-face between Justin Trudeau and Donald Trump in the in the big picture, well, for Canada, I think it's darned important. Uh, 
you know, I was just looking up some stats to update myself recently, and just under a quarter of our gross domestic product, our overall economy, is dependent on trade with the U.S. And there's been a bit that whenever I read, uh, you know, ministers or Trudeau or anybody else saying, oh, well, we have this interdependent relationship. Yeah, I'm not saying it, it's non-existent. But do you know what the proportion of the American economy that depends on trade with Canada is? Less than 2%. So <laughs> the old analogy which Trudeau's father brought up, you know, the elephant and the mouse, uh, and the, you know, the elephant rolls over and the mouse is toast, uh, it's, it's extremely, extremely important for Canada. Yeah. Less so for the U.S. because we're not the biggest player in the world, not in not insignificant completely, but not by any means the biggest player. So the worst case scenario, I guess, the, the best case is that um, we the U.S. sees Canada not as an enemy, but at least as a fairly benign um, ally and partner, which is frankly the way the U.S. usually sees Canada, <laughs> not as not as a huge uh, threat or benefit, but at least not as a you know not as a problem. The worst can be if, if and, and I, I see these uh, polls saying that, you know, a good chunk of Canadians want Trump, or sorry, want Trudeau to, to stand up to Trump and all this. What, what the heck is that all about? It, it doesn't make sense to me. If Trudeau goes down and tries to scold, as we have seen him try to do on occasion, is try to, you know, be the taskmaster and naughty, naughty, um, that's, that, to me, means very bad news for Canada. They've talked about things like import taxes and whatnot. That would kill us. That yeah. would really hurt our economy right. badly at a time when it's not super strong anyway. Michelle, what about, uh, what about Mr. Trudeau's statement right after the executive action and passed the travel ban um, that the Canada would welcome refugees that can't get into the United States? You know Justin Trudeau quite well. Donald Trump's not the kind of person to let something like that slide. We know that from his conversation with Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of Australia. What's likely to develop? Is, is Trudeau going to bring that up? or and, and Is he equipped to battle back if Donald Trump decides to take him on the way he took on Turnbull? Oh, I, I don't think he should try to battle back. I think primarily, Roy, the challenge will be for him to hold his tongue because he does have a bit of a temper and he, he can't let that get the better of him. He has to appear uh, diplomatic, uh, not wishy-washy, firm, but not overly firm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my hope because he's, he's going to be underestimated by Trump. Trump's already referred to him as the president of Canada. The worst president. The, the worst president. <laughs> and I think he's going to view him as kind of the the boy in short pants. I think I think he's going to tend to be dismissive. And as long as that doesn't get the better of uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, we should be okay. Well, he is the worst president Canada's ever had. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. And the best. <laughs> That's very true. Um, let me move on. I just want to get a couple of issues on the air, and then we can get back to whatever we wish. The uh, the Ninth Circuit, because we talked about the, or I did, the executive action, the, the travel ban. So the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal in California, where Michelle is, upheld the, uh, the temporary restraining order on Donald Trump's executive action travel ban. But that court, I was doing quite a bit of reading about the, uh, the Ninth 
Circuit Court of Appeal, they've had 84% of their decisions overturned by the Supreme Court of the United States. That talks. That speaks about a, a highly ineffective, uh, highly um, um, philosophically uh, one-minded court when 84% of your decisions are overturned. That's huge, isn't it? Massive. Miss Swift? Absolutely massive. Yeah, 84%. And and again, though we're we're not you know we're not at the end game yet of this whole thing. It's just another you know another step in the seemingly never-ending legal process. Oh, I know. So yeah, no, it's it's uh, they're they're not a no, they're not a terribly credible uh, entity. Let's face it. What about Michelle? What's being said in California about the decision by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal? I would imagine that they, it's being uh, it's being received with a, a lot of cheering. Oh yes, uh, the governor wants to declare the state a sacrifice or, or a, um, sanctuary sanctuary, sanctuary yeah. state to which Donald, uh, Donald Trump said, if you do that, he's threatening to defund the entire state from federal funding. And how strong so, is that movement that we keep hearing about, the secessionist movement in California? Well, I think it's gathering ahead of steam because they they really find this quite arbitrary, and they have you know they do have a lot of immigration, particularly from Mexico, and they rely on that you know for a lot of their farm workers, for their tourism, you know, and um, I th- I think that this could. Really become a challenge, no. for Mr. Trump. Not, 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 a, not a referendum in California, because then Quebec's going to want to join up with California. <laughs> they already f- have them. There. I know, know I know. They got cap and trade. <laughs> so then well, you'd have you, you, you'd have just, you'd have Quebec California. Well, in, <laughs> don't say that. California, they're used to referendums. Like on every ballot, their ballots are the size of you know when. Uh, when they go for an election, right. the size of a of a billboard, because they get to vote on all the tax changes. Right. Hallelujah to that! I say. I'd say so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, need more of that in uh, the Great White North. <laughs> so when the when the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal decided the way it did that the TRO would stand on Trump's EA on on travel, uh, Hillary Clinton decided to get into the act and tweeted three zero. Because three courts, right? Three zero or three judges, three zero. And then Kellyanne Conway decided that she would follow Mr. Trump's advisor, and she wrote W-I-P-I-P-A-M-I. That was it. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. So that was a pretty good comeback. Yeah. Pretty inventive. Clever, I thought. Anyway, you two need a break, I can tell. Hardly. <laughs> we we have to take a break. We'll come back with more with uh, Catherine and uh, Michelle. Linda is absent today. She's just having too much fun in California. We're going to talk about the uh, the bailout for Bombardier. Um, no money for Carol Dedelli, but there's always money for Bombardier. And we'll also talk about uh, the release of Vincent Lee. We spent 45 minutes on the air with Carol Dedelli, Tim McLean's mother, in the last hour, we'll come back with the beauties. Stay with us. 
Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It's our Saturday Beauties and the Beast with Catherine Swift and uh, Michelle Simpson. Catherine is uh, working Canadians.ca, and um, what's your what's your uh, your Twitter handle, Swifty? It's actually Swifty with an I E on the end. S W I F T right. E O one. Swifty. O one. O one. Zero one. Did that? Is that what they called you in school, Swifty? Yes, they did. That's a great. That's a great oh, nickname. That's a great that nickname. That was the one thing we can say on radio. They called me in school. You were what? That's the one. <laughs> that's the one thing we can say on the radio. Oh, that they called me in school. okay. There was lots worse. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the three of us probably created enough of a fuss. <laughs> yeah, in Swifty. School. There's something about the last name Swift that everybody. My dad was known as Swifty. My my sons are known as Swifty. It's just yeah, can't avoid it. All right, Michelle, what do they call you in school? Simpy? Mickey. Mickey? Yep. For Michelle. Michelle. As in mouse, but, you know, I, yep, <laughs> Mickey. I don't think I How had it. you, Roy? Uh, they never said it to my face. <laughs> uh, I went to school in four different countries, four different languages, or three different languages in four different countries as a kid, and... and uh, and it was always some had always had something to do with the last country I was in, which always wound up in a couple of little, you know, little confrontations. And uh, boys are like that, you know, start scrapping over anything. I don't remember what my nickname was. Greener, I guess, most of the time. Greener. That would be different in today's world than it was then, I suspect. Yeah, well, I, yeah. today today I'd be seen as an environmentalist, uh, extreme, uh, <laughs> extremist. Great. Hey, uh, Bombardier, let's get through Bombardier quickly because I wanted to, I want your your thought on the release of uh, Vincent Lee. Bombardier gets um, how much? I mean, how much money have we given? Whether it's the province of Quebec or, or Canada, uh, the rest of Canada, how much money have the Canadian taxpayers? unloaded on Bombardier. Well, Any idea? I, I don't have that exact number, but it's definitely in the billions. There's no question. It's upwards of three to four billion over time. And it, it, I'm not a fan of corporate welfare ever, ever, ever. Um, but it does happen. And, you know, I guess yeah, I've got to suck it up. But when, when I read repayable loan, which, of course, is kind of a, you know, it's kind of redundant. Because what kind of loan theoretically isn't repayable? Exactly. Well, the kind that isn't repayable is the one that comes from the government to Bombardier. Because <laughs> yeah. they've had these repayable, so-called loans before, and of course haven't repaid any of them. If they were so viable, they could easily get money in the conventional market that normal businesses and conventional financing. So this is free money to them. They, I guess they'd be foolish not to take it. But what irks me is so many successful Canadian businesses are subsidizing Bombardier via their tax dollars and subsidizing a company that has had many, many fails, many, many fails over the years, and, of course, is enriching. This is, this is one of the things that kills me. The Baudouin family is one of the richest in the country, and their share structure, you probably know, is such that it, there, is a, there is a huge control by the, fam, by, by the family, the Baudouin family that runs Bombardier. So, 
your average and even lower lower income taxpayers are subsidizing one of the richest families in Canada. Hey, that's great policy, eh? Well, I can say, I, I, I can give it to you in one word and two syllables. Quebec. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's definitely a factor. Definitely a factor. It's it, it's all about getting votes, and you're quite right. That has bugged me forever that they get that kind of uh, corporate quote welfare, and it just keeps getting dumped there and dumped there and dumped there, and there really isn't any in my view, discernible return even for the Canadian people. It's it's a perk to Quebec as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. And it's a perk to a particular family. Yeah. A well, very right. rich, rich family, which I don't I think know. we should ignore. Oh, you're right. And what, what's the quid pro quo? None. No. No quid pro quo. There you go. And of course, in Toronto, where I kind of live, I live on the outskirts, but... They can't even deliver their subway cars on time that have been paid a fortune oh, for. Oh, yeah, that's been a so they're, joke. So they're, 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 not, they're not a successful company. And I'm sorry, but many, many small, medium-sized successful businesses in Canada are subsidizing via their tax dollars this, this company, and that's just wrong. All right, we just have two minutes left. I spent 45 minutes the last hour speaking with Carol Dedelli, Tim oh. McLean's mother, yeah. on the release of Vincent Lee slash Will Baker. I spent many, many, many hours speaking with Carol over the last nine years, spent a couple of hours speaking with her on Thursday about what was to come. Uh, she is an amazing person, a very strong woman, a very committed person, very committed woman. And of all the things she said to us, and she said a lot, what disturbed me the most was when she said, and she told me this on Thursday, she told me several times, victims' impact statements mean nothing hers. They have been redacted uh, time and again, and she's been told that she has to uh, has to modify her victims' impact statement so not so as to not disturb the uh, the uh, the happiness factor for Vincent Lee. Jeez, who's changed his name? Was Will Baker? Yeah, because now of course his name is infamous, so he has to avoid that. Well, I was disgusted when I read this. I, I guess I wasn't shocked because our justice system, to me, is no justice at all uh, and very, very bad for victims of, of all kinds. But this one, this guy needs meds. We know he needs meds to stay on an even remotely even keel. There's nothing in this judgment from everything I've seen no. that would even oversee the no. fact that he's taking the meds he no, needs. No, there isn't. And, and, exactly. Uh, Oh, wow. Anyway, I'm disgusted. <laughs> Michelle? I, I, I found it unbelievable, and especially when you rely on something like meds, no one can force them down your throat. Yeah, no And can. some of the meds have side effects that really are enticing enough for a patient to stop taking them. So you know what's really appalling? I have 10 seconds. I literally have 10 seconds. Well, the seconds is the people that made this decision, if he goes and cuts somebody else's head off, God forbid that should happen, they will have zero consequences. And they'll just say say it was a manageable risk, and I'm sorry, but it didn't Unbelievable. Thank you, beauties. Thank you, Roy. A prochain. Ben oui. Toodaloo. Catherine Swift, Swifty, and uh, I'm Nikki. (laughs) <laughs> we'll come and tell you about tomorrow in a minute.